0: Hello, welcome to Shooting for Grand. I'm your host, Sierra Collins. These podcasts are designed to be inspirational for any showman shooting for grand on the county, state, or national level. Today, I'm interviewing Gunnar Crawford from Adamstown, Maryland. I had a great time getting to know Gunner. I really enjoyed getting to get to know Gunnar he talked about being on a livestock judging team in college and how those things affected his life. I really enjoyed visiting with Gunner, and I learned a lot from him. Hello, Gunner. Welcome to Shooting for Grand. I'm so happy to have you on.
1: Well, thank you for having me. You know, it's uh, it's my first podcast, so hopefully I don't mess it up too bad. But, uh, you know, it, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, and I, I look forward to talking with you over the next couple minutes.
0: For those who don't know you, could you please tell us about you and your family?
1: Yeah, so uh, first of all, my name is Gunnar Crawford. I'm uh, 20 years old, and I'm originally from Adamstown, Maryland. Uh, back home, my mom and dad, are, uh, their names are Mike and Sarah, and I also live with three younger sisters, uh, Mackenzie, Bristol, and Jessa, and together uh, we help and own and operate Crawford show cattle. Uh, we run about 55 head, 55 head uh, that's focused on raising show heifers of all breeds. Um, we we host an online sale every year with my best friend uh, Michael Kenna called Flash and Function East, um, and, and through that we you know we try to find a way to to get juniors involved in the industry and, and find them projects that'll hopefully be competitive. Um, along with that, I'm also going to school. I'm a junior here at Texas A&M University, I'm getting my bachelor's in animal science, uh, going along the production option route. And previously, I attended Butler Community College uh, there under Taylor Frank and. And I was on the livestock judging team there. Um, Got my associates in animal science there as well. Uh, And I'm also currently a member of the judging team here at Texas A&M.
0: That's incredible. Uh, It's very nice to know all those things about you. My mom was actually on a judging team at A&M for Ryan Rathman, and they were the first team to win that he ever had.
1: Oh, awesome. I didn't. I did not know that. Actually, that's that's incredible. She told
0: me to tell you, so, yeah, so. I figured I better.
1: <laughs> that yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, know. I I mean, I love A and M and everything about it. And I tell you what, the the uh, the family here that's created A and M is is second to none. And and uh, you know that's awesome to always hear about people talking about talking highly of the program and and talking about their experiences. So so that's always good.
0: My mom also told me to tell you, Giga Maggie's.
1: That's right, Giga. That's right.
0: So I d I'm not I don't know you very well. That's why I'm really looking forward to this interview. Uh Tarta just reached out and I was so happy for the information he gave me and I was very grateful. Uh but could you please tell us about the way cattle have been a part of your background? Did you show much as a kid?
1: Uh yeah. So um I'll tell you what, Tarz one of my best friends here, so you know, when when he was telling me about this and and telling me how good of a time he had on your podcast, uh, I was really excited to get in uh, get in here and and get the chance to talk to you. But um, I'll tell you what, I, I didn't start showing cattle until I got a little older. Uh, when I was really young, I got I was really heavily involved in baseball and I played baseball all the way up and through uh through my time in high school. and And the original plan was to uh, go to school for it and go to college for baseball. Uh, but you know that didn't work out. I got a little burnt out and my my body didn't hold up quite as well as I'd hoped. Um, so you know, when I was a little younger there in middle school, I guess it was about when I was 12, I got my first show heifer. And, and my family was always uh, involved in agriculture. I grew up on a farm and, uh, you know, with uh, we grew row crops and ran uh, commercial type cows. Um, but, you know, when when I was 12, I, I my family helped me purchase my first show heifer. Uh, I bought her from uh, Joe Sullivan, actually, there at Dunlap, uh, right, um, you know, John's brother. Uh, she, was in, she was in a Monopoly, showed her as an AOB all year, uh, just locally, no, nothing too crazy, just kind of get my feet wet. And, uh, you know, th- that was really a turning point in, in, in my life and love for the industry. Uh, it, no, I'm not saying we went out and won a bunch, um, but, you know, I, I gained a lot of friendships over that year and really began to appreciate the things that were going on around me and the people that were really there helped me. And I really just did love showing cattle it, it was a great way to to get out and do something different and and uh that kind of lit my passion and within the industry and uh you know got me got me really geared towards thinking about raising show cattle long term so so that's kind of how I got involved in it and you know that kind of turned into a snowball effect and and uh year after year we we uh, raised and showed some heifers and uh you know fortunate enough to have a little bit of success along the way but you know it, it, it that's really where it all started when I was twelve years old showing show my monopoly from uh Joe Sullivan
0: that's awesome and that is just one of many examples of how your plans will change dramatically from what you first want to do
1: that is right I mean like I said I the I, I when I when I really first started showing cattle I didn't I didn't uh Think I was gonna love it. I'll be honest. I thought it was, you know, and I enjoyed being around agriculture. And and like I said, I grew up on a farm, and I appreciated it what it brought, what what lessons it taught me, and and things of that nature. But with that, um, that first show is really, I mean, the first show I went to, uh, it it was something else. I I just fell in love with it right away. Just the people, the the processes, the just the time you get to spend with friends and family is just second to none. So it's just kind of where my where my love grew for the industry and. And uh, like I said, it's all all gone uphill from there. So
0: That's exactly how I felt, except I was three the first time I stepped foot in a ring.
1: <laughs> that's right. And you, you got your start a lot earlier. And, and you know, that's the thing. I, I, I wish I would have gotten involved in it when I was younger. I don't think I really gave it a chance um, like I probably should have. My sister actually started showing before me. She showed hogs and, and really enjoyed doing that. And I, I, I just never really saw the – I don't want to say I didn't see the value. But when I was younger, I was naive, and I didn't necessarily – appreciate it like I should have and, and I really wish I would have because um you know I feel like I missed out on a lot of time and a lot of opportunities because of it but you know it's okay it's hindsight's always 2020 20 and and there's no going back now but like I said uh, I am glad I got involved when I did so
0: I understand that but at least you did it at all
1: That's right that's right I mean if my parents and and it, mostly my parents and and even more so my mom if my mom wouldn't pushed me to uh, push me to just give it a shot. I, I'm not sure if I'd even be shown cattle of the day um, let alone be at Texas A&M university now. And, and um, you know, to add, my, my parents grew up showing cattle, not, not anything crazy, not on a national stage or anything, but you know, they, they both grew up on farms as well and, and showed cattle on, on, on a county and state level and they both really loved it. But you know uh, after they had me, they, they kind of distanced themselves from, from the cattle operation and farming in general. And, and that's okay. I think, you know, when you're starting a family off, I think your priorities shift a little bit. Um, but I'm glad that things kind of came full circle and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm doing something now and, and helping and, and my family's doing something now that I, you know, hopefully can say I have a, a pretty big party in that um, I really love. So.
0: Absolutely. And it does not matter how young or how old you are. If you want to do it, then just do it.
1: That's right. Absolutely right.
0: So uh, we talked a little bit about how you livestock judge. What are some things and who are some people that motivated and inspired you to livestock judge?
1: So uh, I'll go ahead and and touch back on on how I wasn't supposed to go to college to livestock judge. I was going to try to uh, play baseball, uh, but when that didn't work out and I kind of let that dream go, um, my best friend, Michael Kenna, he he suggested to me when I was starting to make college decisions. Um, I was actually going to stay at a community college close to home, probably uh, that way I could you know help out with everything and and you know save a little bit of money. Um, he, he encouraged me to go out and visit Butler Community College because that's where he attended. He was on he was on the livestock judging team there, and and later went on to to judge at Oklahoma State. And so uh, me and my family actually, well, me and my mom and dad and and. Michael, I call him Carl. So if I say Carl, that's who I'm referring to throughout this. But so me, mom, dad and Carl got on a plane and, and flew out to Oklahoma City. And we've actually visited OSU first. And and man, I'll tell you what, that was quite the experience. I I, I, I had such a good time there, got to meet so many people that I, that I can now call friends. And, and it was quite the experience, really eye opening, honestly. Um, and, and he said, you know what, while we're out here, you, you better go on up here and visit Butler because it, it's really the place that that jump started me in, in my career raising livestock. And, and him and I had talked and about me wanting to do that long term. Um, so, you know, we traveled up there. I, I, I got to sit down with the coach up there, Taylor Frank, and hopefully I get to call him one of my best friends for the rest of my life. You know, what he's just such a stand up individual, and I couldn't talk more highly of him. You know, so, so, so respectable and so well, so well known within the industry. And, and getting to talk to him for, I guess it was about an hour, um, just about, Life and livestock judging in school, and his perspective on things is is so mature for his young age, and I really I really appreciated that, and really thought that if I went there, it would turn me into a better individual. Um, so honestly, if I if I'm gonna just pinpoint it on one exact person, or one exact moment, it it would be Carl convincing me to travel out there at El Dorado Kansas, a little speck on the map, and and talk to. Taylor Frank and, and really get to check out Butler community college and see what it had to offer. And, and just the opportunities and doors that will open, whether it's, it's meeting producers or, or just making lifelong friends. Um, you know, I, I couldn't be more happy with the decision. I can't thank Carl and, and Taylor Frank enough for any, and, and my parents as well. I mean, they played a key role in all that too in the decision-making, I, you know, I, I can't say so much for my senior college decision, but my parents couldn't be more happy that I attended Butler. Um, you know, they, they are big OSU uh, Cowboys, but, uh, you know, they, they couldn't be more proud of me, I, I think, hopefully, uh, for going there and, and making that decision and uh, being able to be coached under Taylor Frank.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter where you go to college as long as you get the education that you want and it's good enough for what you want to do.
1: That's right. And
0: you don't have to go to that your parents went to or anything like that
1: that's right and, I, and you know I was joking with you about it earlier you know being Aggie's brought into you but uh you know that's okay and, and like I said it it really just all comes down to what what feels like home for you and and where you think the future is brightest for yourself because you know I know there's a lot of pressure from external factors whether it be your parents family friends you know whatever it may be but I tell you what it's in is and I talked to recruits that come and visit both Butler and, and a and and, things that I like to tell them, you know, obviously we want, we want everybody to come to the alma mater or Texas A&M. And, and, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I do tell them though, when I get to speak to them is, is you got to go where, you got to go where you feels right and feels like home right away. Cause, cause you'll know. And, and when you get to this point in your life, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll just know as soon as you step foot on campus or as soon as you talk to that first faculty member. Uh, where you know you want to spend your next two or four years and and you know don't feel like you have to make every visit into a perfect visit some visits aren't meant to be perfect and that's okay that's what the making the decision all about but um, you know the biggest thing that the biggest thing that I could that I could give advice to to kids that are trying to make that decision now is is you got to go where you feel is right and where you feel is going to make the biggest impact on your life moving forward and that's you know where I found in both the places that i or at Butler and Texas A&M now. So.
0: Definitely. That is great advice. Um, uh, we talked a little bit about Texas A&M and going to college and stuff like that, but if there's anything else you want to mm-hmm. add, how did the decision to go to college at Texas A&M affect your life, the after?
1: Well, um, Texas A&M, well, I'll just kind of lead into it with this. Texas A&M was my first college visit. And I instantly fell in love with this place. I mean, it is it is something else. And and to those of you just out there that haven't gotten the chance to visit A and M and really just take in everything that it's about, it is it is a place full of traditions, a place full of culture and a and a place full of friendly, just good, kind hearted people and and you know, that's kind of what solidified my decision to go to A and M because you know, and I'm not sitting here trying to degrade other universities because, you know, everybody has their place. Every school has and every person has their fit. And and I'll be honest, there was a there was a few things that, you know, at that other universities had that I was like, dang, you know, that's that's really kind of a cool opportunity. Um, but A&M really has just changed everything for me. And I couldn't be more thankful, f- um, you know, not only for the education that it puts forward, not, you know, um, to, to kind of further elaborate on that people always talk about the Aggie network and and people not only inside the ag industry, but outside the ag industry for, for, for me, this is one of the big seller points that selling points, excuse me. Um, they talk about how much the A&M degree is valued in a career and job setting. And, and that was kind of one of the big, the big points that sold me down here because, you know, as much as I love livestock judging and, and as much as I'd like to do it forever, it, it, it's only, two and a half, three years of your life here in college. And, and you got to do something afterwards. You got to go out and find a big kid job and enter the workforce. And, and, uh, you know, A&M is really, was really the, was really the big factor in that. And, and where I found a lot of value in the university. And, and along with that, I'll tell you what, when I got to sit down with uh, Mr. Caleb Boardman, he is, he is also a, a second to nine individual. He is ultra, ultra intelligent. Um, and, I, and I really respect that about him. And I, I really clicked with him day one. And getting to talk to him uh, was just – was something that I really thoroughly enjoyed and, and landed Eldridge, the assistant here. Uh, both extremely intelligent guys. Um, and I couldn't be more proud to call them my coaches now. So.
0: Yeah, it really does matter if the people that are nice where you're going. Like if they're friendly and they're going to care about you – and they're not hateful or anything like that, I really always be sure to look for that because I know I'll appreciate it later.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You got that exactly right.
0: So what do you feel has been one of your greatest successes since you've started Livestock Judging?
1: Um. Well, I'm going to start all by saying this. Any success that I have seen, have been thankful to have seen, um, and very grateful grateful to have seen as be has been because of a my parents' support, B Michael's push and and support for me through livestock judging and and C my coaches and um you know we've only been through one semester here at AM and and I have learned a lot from Mr. Boardman and Landon. Um but my my proudest accomplishment that I probably would would name off the bat, would probably be uh, being named an All-American in junior college um, over my time at Butler, and, and I'm sure that my my teammates there uh, that were fortunate enough to mark would also say the same. Uh, we were fortunate enough as a team to floor five All-Americans that year, so that was kind of something special um, that we that we kind of were proud of. And um, we might not have won the most contests that year, but uh, being named an All-American was was something that. You know, it was kind of a goal for all of us, um, especially me. I, I'd actually I'd never judge, never placed a class, never given a set of reasons before I got to Butler. Um, so so kind of seeing that develop and turn into an All-American banner for for myself. That was kind of a kind of a cool experience and something I'll always remember. And, and I certainly have a long list of people and I'm sure I'm forgetting some uh, that I need to thank. But, you know, off off the top of my head, that would probably be my biggest accomplishment so far.
0: Yes, those a big accomplishment accomplishments that you will have. Um they're they're just very special and it makes you feel like your hard work has paid off. Uh but there are also failures in life and you just have to push through that. But I am very 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 grateful. Beyond what I can say for the people that have helped me get to where I am, I don't know what I would do without them. Uh and there's no way I could thank everybody. Um and we used to ask a question on here, uh, are, who in the cattle industry are you most inspired by? And we thought it was a good question, but then we figured, no, that's not a good question because there's so many people that I look up to and that help me, and I couldn't just name one or two.
1: Oh, I, I absolutely. And, and you know, even even you just bring up that question, I'm kind of glad you didn't ask me that because, my gosh, I don't know if I could just sit here and, and name one person that that just you know there's there's tons of people that inspire me you know and and but I do think there's a lot of value in a question like that because because it makes you really think about the people that that mean the most to you and and inspire you the most like you said and uh you know so so uh, you know that that, that's a good question but it's also a hard one um so I'm I am glad you I'm glad you didn't ask me that because I don't know if I could have answered it
0: yeah that is true uh, you have to try your best not to take those people for granted. It can be pretty hard sometimes, though. Yes, ma'am. Are there any short or long-term goals that you would like to share?
1: Uh, short-term, long-term goals. Um, okay, well, first and foremost, short-term goal. Um, hopefully, you know, our team sees some success. and And, you know, the goal at the end of the year, I think, for all of us is is hopefully we can be called team of the year and and give Mr. Boardman a national championship. Um, I think the last national championship team here at A&M was, was 2013, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm being a good Aggie, that I should know that, but I'm almost positive it's 2013. Um, So hopefully this fall at Louisville, we can, we can bring that back to college state, bring the bronze bull back to college station and, and see about doing that. And, and, you know, kind of tacking on to the end of that point, hopefully, uh, You know, next spring, May 23rd or 2023, I can graduate here with my Aggie ring and, and, you know, again, my bachelor's in animal science. Um, I'm not sure if I want to go on to graduate school yet. uh, Kind of something to be determined. But, um, you know, that's that's for short term goals and long term goals. Um, Obviously, I like to keep, you know, raising show cattle. So, and continue to have an online sale every year. And, you know, hopefully in the years to come, we can make that bigger. And when I get out of school, I can be a little more hands-on with everything. Um, You know, because right now it's all my parents and and my best friend back home. So, and I really appreciate everything they do and it it couldn't all happen without them. So hopefully, you know, I get out of school and I can be a little more hands-on with the operation, continue to raise show cattle. And, you know, obviously um, another long-term goal is, is hopefully, uh, raise a family and, and get married here in the next couple of years, you know, that's always a, a goal that's in the back of my mind. So, uh, you know, but you know, that, that's a tough question because I think there's a lot of things that everybody would like to accomplish, but you know, those are just a couple of things that are in the back of my mind. So
0: those are some great goals and I wish you the best of luck on them.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
0: what are some words of advice uh, before we go that you would give to someone that is looking into livestock judging?
1: Well, uh, words of advice, I'll be the first to tell you, you do, not have the, do not have to have the most experience heading into it. Uh, it, whether you're wanting to get in on a 4-H FFA level in, in high school or even younger than that, or if you're just wanting to go to, go to a junior college or senior college, um, there are going to be people there to help you along the way. Um, they're going to want to guide you in the right direction and see you succeed, and they're never going to steer you wrong, hopefully. And uh, you know, I, I think it is a great aspect of the industry to get involved in. Um, you know, some of my lifelong friends that, that, that I will hopefully, you know, have in my wedding one day and, and be able to talk to for the rest of my life. I've met through livestock judging. Um, and and it's just, it really opens a lot of doors for you, whether it be making connections or, or just learning more about the industry and, and livestock and what matters and what doesn't matter. Um, it, it just makes you a better stock kid. And I think there's a lot of value in that. And I think, uh, you know, taking things back to a basic level is always important. And I think livestock judging helps you build that kind of foundation. Um, But like I said, the the biggest thing to me and and on recruiting visits and stuff, I I always tell everybody you're going to meet your lifelong friends uh, because of this. And it, that, that's what matters the most at the end of the day. So.
0: That is some great advice and you're exactly right. I think it does not matter how much experience you've had, if you really, if it's something you really want to do and you put your mind to it and work as hard as you can, you'll be caught right up and you'll be able to be as good as anyone who is doing it for 10 years or so.
1: Exactly. You could be more right about that.
0: Thank you so very much for being on. I really appreciate your time. I enjoy talking to you very much.
1: Right, thank you for having me. Like I said, it, it was my first podcast, and, I, and it was a blast, and and uh, it was a pleasure getting to talk to you. And uh, I, I just thank you again for having me on.
0: You're more than welcome. I appreciated it.
1: All right. See you next time.